Oh, hello there. Always happy to see you. Welcome to the Gay Affair. The Gay Affair is here. I don't know. We're still. I'm still working with a bunch of artists on the theme song. I want like an old school, like 2000s, like 3LW, or I was gonna say LFO, but two of them are dead, so that's that would be rude to say. Ashanti. You know the thing about Ashanti is I just I just actually heard her. She was on a versus battle. It was you know the versus. I think it's just on Instagram, is it not? It was between Fat Joe and uh, who's the other one? Ja Rule. So Ashanti has songs with both of them. Great songs with both of them. So of course she popped up, and she performed with each. And man, her voice is not great. Like, her looks. I think she's 40. She's looking banging. She looks great. But that voice? And I remember, too, I remember when she came out, my best friend at the time just really took to Ashanti. Found her beautiful, was just saying how she was the next. Like, probably already building her up to what we now know as Beyonce level. So to hear her, I was like, hey, she just sounded, she sounded like a girl at a karaoke bar. I mean, it was a very celebratory environment to climate. So yeah, I'm not expecting, you know, a perfect performance. It's just more fun. And But did, did you warm up at all? Did you, did you warm up? We're not here to talk about Ashanti, okay? If I had a nickel for every time I have to say that. We're here to talk about football. We're here to talk about gay, gay football. This week, week three, we're heading into week four. Now there are 17 weeks now. However, after week four, we'll have, you know, an idea because that'll be our first quarter of the season. So we're going to have a real next week. We're going to have an idea of where we're at. We're seeing something. I, I need to allow some of these teams a couple more weeks to find their identity. Like, you can't ask me to just find my identity right when I wake up in the morning. We're heading into the fun part, you know, the bulk, that middle bulk. The first couple weeks of the season, you just break it through the skin. And now we're getting to the meat. The meat in October. Oh, I'm so excited for October. I've already gone apple picking. I baked a pie. I know I keep talking about this pie. But man, I was just so happy. I'm just happy because you know what's nice? When you do something a bunch of times and you've practiced it. Like I've made pies and desserts just randomly. Like I like doing it. Nothing, so, nothing I've like considered pursuing as a career or anything. Maybe when I was younger. But just a fun little hobby. So when I get to do it and getting to kind of judge my improvements and what I've learned through years of like... Alright, this is what I have to do next time. Notes and shit. It felt nice to attack this pie this past week with no fear. Because I was like, alright, usually I'm just staring at this recipe, but I'm going to use experience plus recipe plus where we are in the moment, what I have available to me. And it worked amazingly. Like the flakiness of this crust, man. I can't even... Oh, God. 
That was my spooky ass door buzzer. Like spooky ass, like scares me every single time. Amazon's here. But this crust, oh, when I just think about the flakes. You know, some say it's bad to be flaky, but this was just, it's, this was not that case. With a little vanilla ice cream, I cooked the apples this time. It's just very nice that to see yourself getting better at something, like practice really does make per my <laughs> practice by proper practice makes perfect. Is that what it's called? But nothing's perfect. But practice helps you improve at absolutely anything. Practicing makes you better at literally anything. And when it comes to a pie, pies can be infuriating. So it was just nice to have. And it set me up for this October, which I'm so excited for. I'm going to a Bears game. Duh, Bears! Do I have any Bears gear? No. Do I have Bears colors? We'll try to work it out. Gotta figure out my look. And just coming up to a part of the year that I just love. I love so much. And may football just sprinkle itself in there. By giving my Patriots some wins, because... Ooh, we're gonna, we're gonna need them. We're gonna, we're in, <laughs> we're in for a season, an emotional season. But I signed up for this. I signed up for this. And I will not play victim. Please enjoy episode five, covering week three. Sending out love and receiving your love in return. God, I gotta start on my Halloween costume. That's what happens in my brain. I'm not focused. I'm not present. I know that's the message I put out, but ugh, let's see. I'm exhausted. I can't do that all the time. I can't be who I promote myself to be all the time. That's Is that even physically possible? Thank you for listening. Enjoy it. Enjoy yourself. And let's get into it. So it was a rough day at work for my boys, my patriots. Ay, 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 ay. Not their worst loss, but it looked rough. It looked rough from my perspective, but then watching the highlights, I was like, all right. Maybe they're just thinking ahead to next week when Tommy Boy comes to town. But let's look at it. So when I saw that they were playing the Saints a few weeks ago... My first reaction was, oh shit, like we might lose that game. Like the Saints are legit. But then I listened to all the fucking hoopla about the Saints being no good after they lost last week to Carolina. But Carolina is a divisional opponent. So divisional games, I mean, like we just saw with Chargers and Chiefs. I mean, they can be sneaky like that. Plus... In that loss, the Saints, they were losing multiple coaches, multiple players. So, and yeah, Jameis didn't have a great game, but I think he's improved from what he once was. But so at first glance about this game, I was like, ooh, we might not get that. But then everyone was favoring New England. So I was like, oh, all right, maybe I'm just silly. Maybe I'm just a silly little gay clown boy over here. But no, I should have listened to my... 
fucking first instincts. Because the Saints, I think they're a decent team. Are they what they were when they were at their best? Fucking 11 years ago? No. They lost Drew Brees. Jameis is not a bad option. He can either have a really great game or a really terrible game. And what's odd in this game, I mean, the final score being 28 to 13, and Jameis only threw for 128 yards. I can throw for 128 yards. So it's just, it's strange. But they ran for almost 150. Yikes. Come on, defense. I mean, let's have a little bit more respect as a people for Sean Payton. He's a great coach. I mean, if we thought that they were just going to come in. And he's, he's a great coach who's been around for a while. So I know everyone likes to talk about Bill Belichick's record against rookie quarterbacks. But now I'm interested in Sean Payton. Because he has, he has quite the resume. What's he like against rookie quarterbacks? Well, we just saw. He was throwing a lot of looks. He was getting Mackey. Mackey. He was getting Mackey confused. Now the Patriots offense, I just, it looked stagnant. It just looked boring too. So Josh McDaniels, I know you're listening. I know you're listening. What's going on, buddy? I mean, obviously they had no success running the ball. They ran it for like 50 yards, less than that. Which is fine. Okay, they took away the run. But him, a rookie, throwing it 50, he threw it over 50 times. That's that's not good. We don't want to be in that position. And this was definitely the first game where Mac Jones was looking like a rookie quarterback. Because that's what he is. So let's just accept what a person is, all right? Whatever they are, they are, okay? He is a rookie. Because then you got to compare it, I mean... We just want success right away. But then you look at you look look at like uh, Kyler Murray on the Cardinals. Uh, who's another rookie? Joe Burrow on the Bengals. These teams that are right now kind of you're seeing the improvements. But it took them a few years. And there was plenty of excitement when they came in as the rookie quarterbacks. But they came in on bad teams. Look, we had a losing record last year. I'm not saying we're a bad team, but we had a losing record last year. Mediocre at best. With potential. And where did all this money go? Back to the offense of New England. All this money we just spent. I'm sorry. We just spent all that money to get 13 points? No. Have we scored? Yeah, we scored over 20 last week. But, man, you got Tampa Bay coming to town who can hang up 35 points. Easy. How are we going to compete with that? How? But, I mean, it's certainly not enough to write off Mac Jones or even the Patriots this year. It was a rough game, but maybe it was a punch in the mouth that they needed. Three interceptions for Mac Jones. Two of them were not his fault, though. He was 30 for 51 for 270. Yeah, if you're throwing it over 50 times and you don't even reach 300 yards. Oh yeah, yay. Just no more screens, no more just little short passes. It's like, yo, let him heave it. Get creative. Josh McDaniels calling these plays. It's the same advice I have for people as we approach Halloween. Get creative. All right, don't be boring. 
don't do the same old shit where it's the day before and you rush and you buy a Halloween costume or you go to the Salvation Army and you just put something together and you make a lame excuse as to what it is. Oh, it's a character from this Netflix show. Great. There's many characters in many Netflix shows. What are you wearing that makes you stand out? Happy Halloween. So, Joshi, I mean, it's crazy, and I don't want to believe this thought, but I'm like, was Tom Brady literally all of New England? All of New England's success? Was that all because of Tom Brady? I give him a big chunk of it, but I don't want to give it all to him. He has everything already. So, Joshi, come on. Let's take some chances. Defense, what the fuck? Well, the defense held him to 21 points. One of them was off a short field. So yeah, it's just... The game played out like it played out. I'm not mad. They have Tampa Bay coming next week. There was a... <laughs> you want to know that the NFL is getting gay? They ran a promo video for the Tampa Bay New England game next week with an Adele song. I mean, that's... Come on, what... What audience are you pandering to with an Adele song? Hello, I'm right here. Hello from the other side. But it's going to be wackadoo. But this game, I mean, back to New Orleans. The better team won. The more prepared team won. We were just... We weren't in sync with each other. My fear being, so Tampa Bay coming next week, if we, and a lot of people think, we will lose that game. Starting 1-3, the last time we started 1-3 was 2001. Mr. Tom Brady's first year. Hmm. Aaron Rodgers said the other night, there's like, you know, there's a romance to football. And come on, you can't tell me if we're starting 1-3, the same record with a new quarterback. And then maybe we go on a run. Maybe that's the storyline we need. I mean, look, we're one and two. We're tied with Kansas City. My God, what happened to them? It's not over for us yet. What I saw, I just like, hmm. Maybe we needed that little bit of, that little uh, tap, tap on the chin with this game. Because next week, man, saying my prayers. As we prepare, Prepare for Tommy Boy coming to town. I do want to say one thing. Like, Tom, can you tell your father and tell Alex Guerrero to sit the fuck down and shut up? I never want to hear from them again. They annoyed me when you were here with us. They're annoying me now. We get it. You love your dad. That's great. You love him now because he, he probably didn't love you right when you were growing up. And Alex Guerrero, shut up. This is his business partner, the TB12 fucking evolution, whatever the, whatever the fuck it is, the regimen. And he just makes these goddamn comments. And now I'm just like, yeah, you're just like this little fucking barnacle. I'm glad that Belichick wanted you out. He wanted you off the fucking sideline. He wanted you out of his sight. Because you're just that little, like, Tom Brady little cheerleader. He's like a LeFou. 
Like Gaston is Tom Brady, Alex Guerrero is his little LeFou who's just like dancing around, talking about how great he is. It's just like, yo, this is starting to look a little faggy. Saying the word faggy just reminded me of Matt Nagy, which I'll get to him. God damn. But Alex Guerrero, shut up. I don't, ugh. Just get away. Just get away. You're doing fine. You've attached yourself to the TB12 fucking movement. You're going to be just fine. I get it. I see it. It works. It's great. Stop talking. I will say that whole situation. I mean, Belichick. I remember when Tom Tommy did the fucking Howard Stern interview. He did that interview and he said, you know, I just he just wanted to feel like he want they wanted him back. Which Robert Kraft certainly wanted him back. Belichick did not want him back. And now he's lying about it saying he did. But I don't think he did. Because you know what? I didn't either. And I think a lot of fans did not want him back. After that 2019 season where we lost to Tennessee in the playoffs. I mean, but who knows what what would have happened. I mean, 2020, we didn't have any weapons. Not saying, I mean, our record may have been a little bit better, but. We still, we didn't have receivers. We didn't have the players that Tommy Boy was used to until, you know, this year when we spent all the money. I wish Brady was still with us. God damn it. We could have, we could have maybe won this year. I just want, I want a seventh Super Bowl. I haven't had enough. I'm like a junkie, a Super Bowl junkie. I want to talk about the Bears. I have to because the Bears are one of my teams. I live in Chicago and I got to root for them. I have to. But oh my God, this is the most abusive relationship. I'm exhausted and I'm bruised. So this past Sunday, they faced the Cleveland Browns. They weren't going to win that game. That's fine. I didn't need you to win that game. But Justin Fields, rookie quarterback, who has just been a giant question mark on the sideline. Do you start him? Do you put him in now? No, he's not ready. And I was fine with, okay, he's not ready. But however, but however, but however, we're after. Um, Andy Dalton, the starting quarterback, he got hurt. So naturally, you got to go to the backup which is Justin Fields, but could also be Nick Foles. Where the hell is Nick Foles in all of this? Yes, Nick Foles, Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles. What the hell kind of world is this? What kind of sport is this? Where the Philadelphia Eagles won a Super Bowl a couple years ago. How, where are any of those players or coaches now? Or how are they doing now? None of them are doing well. What a mess. What a mess of a league. Anyway, back to my Bears. So Nick Foles is somewhere in the background too as a backup. But he's not being considered. So they put in Justin Fields into this game. And when I tell you this was terrifying to watch. And I think I could have come up with a better game plan. I don't even know all the intricacies. But I know X's and O's, and I guarantee I could have done better. They gained one yard offensively. 
In total, they had 47 yards of offense for this entire game. 47. A football field is 100 yards. They had 47 for the entire game. That's it. That's all they moved the ball. One yard passing. One yard passing. You can't... This is why it's such a reality show, because you can't make this shit up as far as the storyline, especially Chicago. Chicago is so damaged. Oh my god, I walk around here and it's just... It's no wonder. It's no wonder when you got the Bears treating you like this. It's no wonder that I go into the red line and there's usually someone just smoking a cigarette. Just openly. That's my one prayer whenever I use the CTA. Please let no one be smoking on this one car. I don't care about the other ones, just this one would be great. But Bears... And now... Now the Bears are talking about moving to the suburbs. Like, what are you doing? I like Soldier Field. It's downtown. It's accessible on the train. And now they want to move to the burbs. Like, are you trying to make your fans hate you? They're saying it's more convenient. Yes, like, I believe out-of-towners go to see Bears games. More so than even people who live in the city. It's an exciting location against it's against the lake. It's pretty. It does look like a spaceship that has landed on this ancient Roman Empire. Because they didn't necessarily take down the old architecture. They kind of just put new shit on top of it. How lazy. <laughs> and that set them up. That describes the bears. Just lazy, disappointing... But there's always this small drop of potential and hope. But this game, Matt Nagy, I've... Hmm, I know people want him fired now. If they get halfway through the season, so week eight, week nine, depending what their record is, because they already won in two, they barely won that game, the one that they did win. So they should be 0-3. But they're 1-2. I mean, if they don't get... If they don't get to at least a 4-4 four four by week 8 or after week 8. Because this is just looking abysmal. And it's looking like you're going to get this kid hurt. This kid is, tw- what, 19, 20, 21, 20, I, don't, I don't know. Early 20s, we'll assume. Justin Fields. And he's starting this brand new job. This brand new career. And his boss is just setting him up for failure. Like, you could have gotten him killed. He got sacked nine times. Nine times. And, like, Cleveland is good. So it makes sense against them. It's just nine times. And he didn't do anything during the game to change anything up. There were no run plays, like, design run plays with Justin Fields, even though he's a mobile quarterback. And just, <laughs> it was so bad. Maybe he was nervous. I don't know. It looks like he already doesn't want to be there. And who can blame him? Matt Nagy. I'll give you a few more weeks. People want you out now, though, brother. 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 Let me help you. Please listen to me. Get your shit together. I don't know if you have to meditate. I don't know who you have to talk to. 
Who did they face? Okay, so they face the Lions this Sunday. And honest to God, I think the Lions are going to win that game. I really do. I think the Lions are going to win that game. Because these Lions are underestimated. I'm saying it here. I'm saying it now. These Lions are underrated. They should have won that game against Baltimore. It came down to one the fucking walk-off field goal. And the story coming out of the game is the fact that the field goal that was made to win the game was 66 yards. And that's an NFL record. It's amazing. Congratulations. Justin Tucker always just annoys me. But I think it's just envy. I'm just envious of him because he's good at something and he has other talents. And <laughs> we as human beings with envy, we don't know how to handle it. And so mine's just disdain. If I'm envious of you, that means I hate you. So I hate you, Justin. But he hits a 66-yarder. That's the storyline that you get from the game. But these Lions held up. Their defense... Now, the Ravens are not what they used to be a few years ago. People figured them out pretty quickly. Uh, so I'm not spooked by these Ravens. They should. They could honestly be 0-3. They really could. Kansas City had no business losing that game against them last week. And this week, the Lions should have beat them. Because if anything, that should have been a 71-yard field goal attempt because they were fucking offsides. Mm -mm -mm. So, but the Lions go to, or come to Chicago this Sunday. And honestly, I think the Lions are going to win that game. I think they're honestly a more put together team that likes each other. Not even likes each other, just, a, just has, just has more of a community feel to it. <laughs> they feel more like a team. I know their record is 0-3. But seeing what I've seen of them, they at least have some structure of a team and some talent that they can they can beat a team like Chicago right now because this is a this I don't even know where to go. I don't even know who's starting this weekend. At this point, put in Nick Foles. God, what have you got to lose? Super Bowl MVP, <laughs> Nick fucking Foles. There was a play during this Browns game. By the way, the Browns were wearing these sexy uniforms. It's funny because their colors are orange, brown, and white. You hear that combination, you're like, ooh, although it's perfect for fall. But those are their colors, so it can either look like really kind of sexy where the white is dominant and accented by the orange and the brown. Or it can look like like dirty fingernails. You know what I mean? Like just if brown is the dominant, accented by orange, it's just, uh, that's not doing it for me. But against my bears, they wore their sexy white. But there was a play, back to the bears, that kind of summed up where they're at. Where you can kind of just tell, like, this team doesn't even like itself. And they were near the goal line. They must have gotten a turnover of some kind. I don't know. I don't remember how they got there. They certainly did not move the ball down to the goal line. And it was fourth down at the goal line, probably at the one. And it was still, honestly, like, I forget what the score was. It was definitely like a one-score type game. 
The Browns, this should this game should have been fucking twenty four to three at the half. Uh, but somehow the Browns just like were not scoring. They were moving the ball, they just weren't scoring. So back to this fourth down, because I keep getting off track. This fourth down play with the Bears. He decided, Matt Nagy decided to kick a field goal instead of go for it. And it was just wimpy. Because if you had even fucking paid attention to those that you're supposed to be coaching, you know, the players, if you had been paying attention to the game, you would have known that you're not getting this close to the goal line probably again. (laughs) Honestly, no, you're not. So to kick the field, this is your chance. You have to take this chance because it's it's going to be the only one you get. And for God's sakes, just design a run for him. Look at what Cam Newton did last year with the Patriots. You know, you, these mobile quarterbacks, just sneak them in. Just sneak them in. That's what you say when like you're trying to get your underage friend into a bar. I don't have many underage friends. But I do work with some college kids. And I say kids because I feel like the old man. One of them yesterday, it's always fun when they try to guess your age. Not that I'm an old man. I embrace where I'm at at 31. But they were trying to guess my age. <laughs> That's just a recipe for disaster. But he started at 24, 25. I'm like, really? Moisturize people. I'm telling you. That's what Wendy Williams tells me all the time. You gotta moisturize. I say Detroit fucking... mm, Honestly? Detroit 24, Chicago 9. That's what I have for you. That's my prediction. I just have no faith. But what's sad is I'm going to a Chicago game soon in a couple weeks against the Green Bay Packers and that might be just a massacre. But I'll be there in person, so I'll be cheering you on. I'm going to have to get a hat. I'm going to have to spend fucking $45 on a hat. Bear down. Let's spend a little time with the best divisions in football. Let's, uh, Let's look at this AFC West, because it's very interesting. How this is suddenly like a fun... Like when every team is... So there are four teams for those who don't know because that's like 75% of this audience. You got four teams to a division. So the AFC West, you got the Raiders, the Chargers, the Broncos, and the Chiefs. So when all four of those teams are good and competitive, it makes things really fun. Because then you can just count on those divisional games being entertaining. And that's a win for all of us. So the Raiders. Raiders are undefeated. I like I like the spark that they have. But again, it's week three. Technically, it has been less than 6% of the total season. So that's all we've seen. We have seen 6% of the season so far. And so bold predictions and assumptions and all that are still a bit silly. But you got to also use your eye test. And honestly, the Raiders, look they look good. They look strong. They look more confident. 
And they're showing that you don't need... Because when Patrick Mahomes came into the league, I, for one, was very much like, how the fuck do you beat this guy? Like, this is going to go on for years, where now it's just you get this insane quarterback, you load up on that offense, as Tampa Bay did. The Raiders are now showing that you can kind of just, like, build with... I don't want to say old spare parts... But, you know, you can kind of just increase the levels everywhere as a whole. I mean, Derek Carr, does, it does help that Derek Carr is right now the leader for passing yards. He has this natural smoky eye. I don't know how he does it. Actually, I do know how he does it because I have dark circles under my eyes, too. You got to stay hydrated. You know, I tell myself every day, stay hydrated. It's fun to see John Gruden finally finding a little bit of success as a coach. Because ever since he came back, it's been nothing. So his job is kind of on the line, I guess. But these dirty Raiders, ugh. So dirty, but you know what? It's 2021, and I think this is a time that we are all embracing our kinks. And so the Raiders are the kinkiest of all the teams. So this just makes sense right now. Look, I know everyone loves, loves these Chargers. But I'm I'm skeptical. The good, the bad. The good, let's start with their colors are so delightful and so... So adorable, I would say. Just so young and fun. Young and wild and free. The yellow with the baby blue. So that I'm a fan of. I love Justin Herbert. He's the one I was most looking forward to seeing this season. And I love that they now have this quarterback that can go toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes. Because that's number one. You're not going anywhere in that division or anywhere in the league if you can at least beat them. And I said that in episode one. I said, Chargers, you need to beat the Chiefs at least once in your two games. And they did it. They did it this past week, which was amazing. But and while they did show some aggressiveness, you know, going forward on fourth down, uh, they still made these decisions that have me distrusting them later on down the line. All coaching decisions. I think they have the players and the pieces. But the coaching decisions... Number one, giving Patrick Mahomes, they scored and they gave Patrick Mahomes 32 seconds to go down the field, which he usually does. He had an off day. I'm not writing them off yet. But leaving him time like that, number one, I'm just like, no, dude, that I don't trust you. There were some other plays throughout the game that just, it reads as nervous energy to me. So you're kind of just making decisions, making play calls that you think, you know, the big guy on campus should be making. And you have no business doing. Some you do, some you don't. And it's it's cute now. But I'm telling you, come December and come playoffs, it shows. It shows. But everyone's on this Chargers bandwagon. But they, I, I would put them number three. Ooh, amongst these four, I guess number three. On the other side, we had Kansas City. Kansas City is one and two. Now, they really shouldn't be. Like, 
one score games things could have been a little different it's it's the turnovers it's their defense is bad they're gonna talk about you but it's up to you where do you want your narrative to go and you'll be fine it's kansas city okay i still predict that they will win this division they'll figure it out mahomes losing in september twice whoa whoa they definitely look more beatable now than they ever, I mean, the past few years, like I've said. I thought they were unbeatable. But now, they have their little sore spots. They have their sore joints, just like the rest of us. Mahomes had said something, maybe during the offseason? Looks like he was at a golfing tournament, and they asked him, or they said something about Justin Herbert and him being a threat to the division coming up and Mahomes said I'll see it when I believe it just like that I'll see it when I believe it and I just can't tell you how much that bothered me because that's incorrect it's I'll believe it when I see it see he's just a he's a human he's a human being just like the rest of us so all my flubs and every time I trip on the sidewalk it's okay it's okay because Patrick Mahomes did it. Mm. I can live by that. My last thing on Kansas City, they just picked up Josh Gordon. Really? It just seems just needless, and it seems like you're just trying to be in the headlines or something. First of all, you're going to pick up a player who has been released or suspended or something like six times. Now, what are we up to? I'm sorry, but I'm done with this storyline. This storyline was interesting three years ago. It's just almost... And while you're being a wide receiver, your your offense is not the issue. Your offense should be fine. It's been fine. You really don't need... You need help on your defense. You should have been going after Richard Sherman. What the hell? But they picked up Josh Gordon, which just is... Eh, overused. You're like me during my slutty years at college. Overused. Okay, lastly, Denver. As I've said on the show, as you all know, I'm this big, you know, this big Denver fan this year, riding my Bronco around. And I understand that they really have not, their record is 3-0, but the teams that they have beaten are easily the worst teams in the entire league. So I am willing to, you know, slow it down a little bit, I just see some good pieces. They lucked out with this schedule. But next week they face the Ravens. And so that'll be legit, even though I feel like the Ravens are not what they used to be. But I think that will at least get people's attention because I definitely think that they can win that game. Their defense is legit. Teddy Bridgewater is playing good, well enough. He's playing decently. He has experience, so he has some knowledge. He can move around a little bit. But they're starting to get injured, and that's the fucking problem. But I can see them honestly beating Baltimore this Sunday. For real, for real. I am making this prediction. They will beat Kansas City. As we just saw, is totally doable. They will beat Kansas City at least once. I think Kansas City will win at only one game per division. Every division game they face, yeah. They'll win one of them, not both of them. They're used to winning both of them. That won't happen this year. I think Denver can at least get one. 
Who would have ever thought, here I am cheering on the Denver Broncos. Unreal. This is why I love this country. Moving on to the NFC West. Let's check them out. Ah, oh, the NFC West is just the sexiest lineup. I love it. Let's start with Seattle. They're one and two, which is not something. Well, actually, I feel like it is something we're used to seeing. They're always kind of like the beginning of the season. Russell Wilson is always considered for MVP. We know this. We know this. Which is still true because he isn't. He's playing great. He's playing fine. They're not winning because their defense is a little shoddy. But every year the Seahawks start slow. And then they get better as it goes on. So not writing them off after week goddamn three. Seattle right now is just the team that cannot protect a lead. Because I think they've had a lead in all of their games. Or the ones that they lost. Yes, they did. Against Tennessee, they were up by 15. Against the Vikings, they were up as well. But they didn't score in the second half against the Vikings. Now these Vikings, side note, I know they're not in this division. These Vikings, pay attention to these Vikings as well. Because they can move this ball. Their offense is legit. Kirk Cousins is playing legit. I'm just saying down the line, just keep it in, in your little pocket. But even down 13, I still thought like, oh, Seattle can come back. They can score quick. Which they can. But there's something new. I don't know. There's just something a little stale going on right now amongst Seattle. Did you see what Sierra wore to the Met Gala? She wore this gown. But it was just like her take on her husband's jersey and it had his number. And she was carrying a little football that was her little handbag. Ah, I just thought that was so sexy. Football and glamour. Mm. The Rams, I mean, the Rams are obviously the best team right now. But see, you don't want to be the best team right now. I think they can maintain it, by all means. As far as injury and, and whatnot. And they can win this division. I could see them winning this division. And I'm happy for it. I like Stafford. He, <laughs> It's just so funny to watch him on a new team. And just be like, wow, he's he's really good. He was just chilling over there in Detroit for so long. What a waste. Detroit, you really mismanaged that because this kid, this kid, he might be older than me. I hope. I always hate when football players are younger than me. It's still, it like hurts. I take it personally. But Stafford with uh, McVeigh, fucking bros. They go on vacation together, bruh. They look great. They beat Tampa Bay. They handled Tampa Bay. If they got a rematch, though, it's it's such the Tom Brady thing for him to come back in a rematch. So if they have to face each other in like a title game or in the playoffs or something, then we might be something. We might be seeing something a little bit different. I'm not happy with the Rams winning this game though because now Tompy, <laughs> Tompy, Tompy Bay. Now Tom Brady's going to come to Foxborough after losing a game, which, look, we just need all the help we can we can get right now when he's coming to town. 
in this game coming up. So him losing the week before does not help us any. Us, because we're all in this together, guys. Like they sang in High School Musical. The Cardinals, the Cardinals face the Rams, so we'll find out more about the Cardinals because they're another team that seems to kind of start strong because they're exciting, they're fast, and as the season goes on, they kind of level out, which is what happened last year. But I think they've improved. You got J.J., J.J. Watt, so I think their defense is a bit better. Chandler Jones, I'll always root for you. It's always, it's always just coaching, but I think he's learning. Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. GQ man. I think he's learning a bit. So I trust his decision making just a little bit more. And a Sean McVay. He's young. And a Sean McVay kind of way. Kyler Mari, I mean, mm, you are just the pumpkin I would pick every time. If I was roaming through a patch and I saw you, I would, mm, you're just the cutest. You're just the cutest, the most adorable. I love you. And your talent is unquestionable. And we love to see it. They faced the Jaguars. You beat the Jaguars this past week. That's that's fine. You were supposed to. But they did allow for the longest touchdown of all time, which was 109 yards. Whoopsie. That would have been embarrassing if they lost that game. Keep on flying, Cardinals. You're doing fine. And then lastly, the Niners... I don't know. I'm nervous about these Niners. I think they definitely deserve to lose that game. They gave Aaron Rodgers the ball. They they scored too fast. They were in perfect position. The clock was running. Green Bay didn't have any timeouts. They had all of their timeouts. It's under a minute. It's just do not score. Honestly, do not score. You're going for it on fourth down. You have plenty of opportunities here. You'll figure it out. Bring back in Trey Lance. But they scored too early, which left 37 seconds on the clock for Aaron Rodgers, who has built his career on winning in such a circumstance, which he did. And then he did it again. They let him do it again. (laughs) You know, just like Patrick Mahomes. It has to be under 10 seconds. Leave him under 10 seconds. That's the goal. He can't work with that. It'll just have to be a Hail Mary. And even then, he'll probably still try. Like, get it to zero if he can. But Shanahan, I don't know. There's just something different about this team that seems a little dry. Jimmy G played okay, but then sometimes he'll he'll look good. And then sometimes he has these horrible passes or horrible turnovers. That's just like, what the hell, what the hell are you doing, buddy? The defense is not what they used to be a couple years ago. Yeah, they just didn't impress me. Chris Collinsworth, he did say one great line that I love. He said it about George Kittle. He said, sometimes you have to let the big dog hunt. And that is, (laughs) that's going to be my motto for 2022. I'm already preparing. Sometimes you got to let the big dog hunt. 2022, I'm hunting. It's hunting season, baby. I don't see them winning this division. I could see them more in a wild card spot. That's for right now. They wanted to, they can maybe, they can get things right. They can fix this. My one note on this game is I hate penalties. 
Honestly, how many... I, there would just be a completely different world in the NFL if penalties were just taken away. Because a, a, a team doesn't even have to be moving the ball. They could be playing poorly, get like a pass interference, brings the ball to the one. And I hate that that's now become such a strategy and you can tell. I mean, it's happened for years. I understand that. That, you know, teams purposely try to draw for penalties on the other side. But now it's just becoming such a game tactic in every single game I see. And as someone who just sits at home and doesn't move his body, I have an opinion about these athletes. And I don't like seeing that. I just don't like seeing that. It's lazy. The last thing I'd like to do today on today's episode is actually a prayer, a closing prayer. Now this goes out to all New England fans. As you know, this Sunday, Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming back. Well, not coming back, but they're coming to Gillette Stadium. Tommy Boy's coming back. Facing the Patriots, facing Belichick. We don't need any more books on this, okay? I've heard all I wanted to hear. They're both cerebral, all right? (laughs) They're both kind of awful dudes in their own regard. I don't care who broke, broke up with who. It is what it is. Alright, but as we prepare for the Sunday, please join hands as I have written us a prayer. Dear, well not dear, that's a nice start of prayer. Lord Duncan, please bless us as we prepare to watch our own mother and father wage war. We ask that there be respect, dignity, and at least one more Adele montage. I'm grateful we have gotten to such a situation. Please give me peace of mind so that that I may not choke on my own tears Sunday night. Do your job. Amen. I love you all. Stay queer.